The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Let's start at the beginning, a very good place to start. You may recognize that line. It was spoken by Maria, played by Julie Andrews, in The Sound of Music. 58 years ago, but I still remember it. As it turns out, the beginning is a very good place to start when we talk about music. It's also a very good place to start when we talk about our faith. And that is what we do today. We start at the beginning, Genesis 1. Today we read the first of the two creation stories in Genesis Now, the story we read today is incredibly important to our faith. In fact, it is foundational because it reveals to us two truths about the nature of God. The first truth that it reveals is this. It reveals the enormous, the really indescribable power of of God, God so powerful that God could create the world, the universe, and all that's in it. But beyond that, God could create all of this merely by speaking. I really and truly think that we don't spend enough time in reverence, in recognition of the incredible power of God. You know, when we think about God, when we speak to God, when we mention God's name, we ought to tremble just a little bit. The ancient Hebrews had it right. They were in such awe of God's power that they determined that it would be inappropriate to even speak God's name or write God's name. Most of you have heard the word Yahweh And instinctively, we think it's the Hebrew name for God, but it is not. It's actually just a placeholder inserted in manuscripts, ancient Hebrew manuscripts, a placeholder. And when the ancient Hebrews would come to that placeholder, they wouldn't read it. In fact, we we pronounce it as Yahweh, but if you look at this jumble of Hebrew letters... It is unpronounceable. I know because I tried in seminary. And that's the point. 
God is so powerful, you don't say God's name. They got it right. The second truth that is revealed by this story of creation is this, that God's very essence is love. In fact, this creation event is nothing more, nothing less than an act of love by God. A famous preacher once described it this way, and I don't know of how to say it better. This preacher said that before there was anything else, there was God. God knew what it was like to be and to live until one day God said, this joy of life is too good to keep to myself. I need to share it. And that's when God created all that there is. This world, the universe, all that's in it, you and me. And so when we look at it through that perspective, we see that your life, my life, all of our lives are essentially a gift of God, that life itself is gift, a gift born of God's incredible love. Now, today's creation story also tells us something about this world that God created. It tells us that in this world, everything lives or is meant to live in harmony. Nothing stands alone. Everything is connected to everything else and interdependent. And still, while that is true, humankind has a special status. Of course, it was only humans that were created in the image of God. And did you notice this? That as God is going through the days, creating the world, God would look down and say, it is good. It is good. It is good. Until the last day of creation, when God created human beings, then God looked down and said, now it is very good. And so, yes, in this interdependent world, we hold special status. But with that special status also comes special responsibility. And this also is referenced in this creation story. We are told that as humans, we are to exercise dominion over the world. Dominion. We need to pause and take a look at that word to make sure we know what it means. Most often we say dominion, that means control, and yes, that's true, but that's just part of it. You see, this word dominion comes from the concept of old English lordship over land. Under that land system, the lord of the land had control over the land, but control that was supposed to be exercised in a particular way, control so that the land was at least preserved and hopefully enhanced as it would be passed down to future generations. And in exercising dominion over this world, that is what you and I are supposed to do to preserve and enhance 
this creation. Another thing that is a part of this creation is free will. You see, God recognized that in order to have the full joy of living, we had to have choices or the ability to make choices because it is only with choices that we can fully enjoy what it means to be alive. But of course, with free will, there comes a shadow side, doesn't there? The shadow side is the chance or the ability to choose unwisely. For example, to choose to follow the temptation of domination rather than dominion. These two words sound so much alike, but they couldn't be more different. Dominion means acting in a way that is good for all. Domination means acting in a way that is good only for the dominator. And yet, history, ancient and recent and current, is replete, isn't it, with examples of humankind exercising domination rather than dominion falling prey to the temptation to dominate. And there is that temptation, isn't there? We can't deny it. Why is it? Why is there this temptation to dominate rather than be in dominion? Well, it comes from a skewed world worldview. It comes from a view of the world that sees a world of scarcity. In other words, that sees a world that that, well, there's not enough. There's not enough food. There's not enough water. There's not enough land. There's not enough fill in the blank. In order to survive, I need to dominate the world and those around me to gather these scarce resources to myself. Make no mistake about it. God may forgive our acts of domination, but God also condemns these acts of, common, of domination and demands dominion. So how then, how do we turn away from this temptation to dominate and turn to our calling of dominion? Well, that brings us right back to these two natures of God we started with. Let's be honest. We don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about the nature of God, do we? Maybe on Sunday morning for an hour, if the preacher talks too long, an hour and 15 minutes. And during the week, occasionally when we need something, we start thinking about God. There's a country and western song on the radio right now. It's a great song. The artist is named Jelly Roll. You can't make it up. It's true. But the song speaks to this very point. The opening lyrics of the song are this. I only talk to God when I need a favor. And doesn't that really describe us? describes me far too often, I know. But what if, 
what if, what if instead of thinking about God and these natures of God, maybe for an hour on Sunday, maybe when we're in trouble, what if we every day at every opportunity reminded ourselves of God's awesome power and God's incredible love, reminded ourselves that our very breath we take is a gift of God. Because if we do that, suddenly things become clearer, the picture becomes clearer. Suddenly we recognize that God is there, that God loves us, and we recognize that God did create this world in harmony and created the world so that there is enough, there is enough of everything for everyone. And then we are free. We are free to turn away from domination and to follow the path of dominion that God has laid out for us. We are free then to live a life, not of fear, but of joy. Now, if you've been here the last few weeks and have paid attention, then hopefully you've noticed a thread running through these homilies. If you haven't been here or haven't been paying attention, then you might want to go back and look at the last couple of homilies. They're really good. (laughs) But they're not good because of my homiletical prowess. They're good because of the scriptures we have been studying. These scriptures have spoken to us about our relationship with God and how, how that right relationship with God leads us to a life of joy. Two weeks ago, we talked about prayer. We talked about not sporadic prayer, but intentional, regular prayer is the vehicle to enter into a relationship with God and to deepen that relationship with God. Last week, we spoke about the fact that once we are in that relationship with God, then God calls us to act. And often God calls us to do more than we think we can do, but never more than we can actually do. And then we come to today, and today, quite frankly, if I had put things in the correct order, I would have put this one first, but they didn't ask me. But today we talk about the foundation of our relationship with God, and we see that this relationship begins when God reaches out to us in love. God creates us out of nothing more than love. And we see that the response to that is gratitude, and the gratitude leads us to want to deepen that relationship with God through prayer, which in turn leads us to want to follow this path that God lays out for us. All of this results in joy. It results in joy because what we're talking about here is repaying God in love through prayer and practice. And so this circle of love goes back and forth, never ending from God to us and us to God, on and on and on. And it gives us the proper perspective. We realize then that God is here 
that God loves us and that God has created a world in which there is no need to fear. There is enough, enough for all. Now that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I think it even sounds better than the sound of music. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, amen.